Good morning, everyone, and thanks for being here. It's a good morning to be together in whatever capacity we can, and today that's here on Facebook Live. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us as we um, continue to, to worship together, even in this difficult season. Yeah, we've been in a series called The Words of Jesus, and we've been looking at uh, specifically the words of Jesus and how it relates to us and and in this interesting season that we find ourselves in. And so today we're going to talk about Jesus's words on questions and doubts. And we're going to look at a story um, in which he he talks about, or we see in the story, questions and doubts. And it made me kind of think of my childhood. You know, as a kid, we all ask questions and we have kids. So we know that kids ask tons of questions, tons of why questions and uh, deep questions, profound questions, silly questions. And as I was thinking about my childhood, I remembered one specific question that I asked. There was, um, I think I was in elementary, maybe upper elementary, and I had watched some sort of movie that just sparked my imagination. And one night laying in bed, I, I asked the question, I wonder, like, I wonder, are my parents actually humans or are they aliens? And mom and dad, if you're watching this, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but for several days, I asked the question, you know, are they, are they aliens in disguise? And I studied their, their actions and to see if there's any suspicious behavior, alien behavior, whatever that looks like. Well, mom and dad, I just want you to know that after a couple of days, I concluded that you are totally human. Uh, so you're all good. No worries there. That's awesome. <laughs> Aliens. Aliens. All right. Well, so last week was Easter and uh, we talked about resurrection. We talked about the story of Jesus' crucifixion, his uh, disciples um, just uh, feeling hopeless and lost and hiding, uh, but Jesus raising on Sunday morning and appearing first to the women um, as they're leaving the tomb. They've heard from an angel that Jesus is risen. And as they leave the tomb, uh, Jesus appears to them on the road and says, go, go and tell the apostles. And, um, they tell the apostles and the apostles are like, no way. We, you know, they didn't see this coming. They had no clue. Uh, so they didn't believe, but Jesus appears then to the group of apostles. And you see, it's almost like this wave growing. I don't know if you've ever been out surfing or on, um, body boards or any, anything like that in the ocean. Um, but what begins as a small wave as it comes closer and closer to shore becomes this cresting larger thing. And, and that's what's happening here in the first century. As people experience a risen Savior, they come to believe. Uh, but the story this season is filled with questions or doubt. Uh, and today we read about a man who had those sorts of doubts. So we're going to look at the story found in John 20 uh, when Jesus appears to Thomas. And uh, Thomas was one of the 12 disciples. However, when Jesus had appeared to the 12 disciples prior to this, Thomas wasn't there. And so Thomas came back to the disciples after Jesus had left. And the disciples were just gushing with news saying, hey, Thomas, Jesus, Jesus is alive. We have seen him. And Thomas was not able to wrap his mind around that. He was not able to believe that. He said to them, and these words are, are so interesting. He said, unless I see the nails marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, um, I, I just can't believe. I will not believe unless I see 
see it. And so a week later, after this uh, happens, Jesus appears again to the disciples. And the disciples are still in that same locked room at this point. And we want to really look at the words of Jesus here in this story. Jesus appears among them and he says, peace be with you. And then he specifically approaches Thomas. And to Thomas, he says, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas sees Jesus and he proclaims, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus speaks to Thomas again and he says, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Mm. Seeing is believing. Have you heard that old <laughs> adage? And that was certainly the case in the story of Thomas. Um, you know, uh, in the winter, it doesn't snow a lot here in our region. And so when it does, it's kind of exciting. And at our house, uh, someone gets up in the morning and opens up the blinds and looks out the window and sees that it's begun snowing. And they holler to the rest of that, the family, it's snowing. And what does everyone do in that moment? They run to the window to see if it's true. Seeing is believing. And that's the story of Thomas here in the text. Um, and yet uh, Thomas, uh, he, he gains a bit of a reputation. Uh, I think most of us in our households have nicknames. Um, I call my kids by names that uh, I called them when they were just babies, mm -hmm. Ray Ray and Baby Liss, and they've grown much beyond those names, but they kind of stick. I remember um, in middle school, high school, um, nicknames started to become a little more harsh yeah. sometimes. Uh, I won't tell you, I, I won't go into any detail on the ones that I'm thinking of right now. Um, but sometimes it's like an embarrassing experience that we just won't let our friends live down. So we create a nickname around it. It's not the nicest thing to do, but here 2000 years later, uh, Thomas still has this nickname or he's coined in this way, uh, doubting Thomas. And it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so unfortunate in that he, he would re be remembered for that one thing. It's a little bit unfair. We'll get to it. We'll in a get minute, to though. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, the other thing that I think is really interesting in this story, in, in speaking to the words of Jesus, Jesus says to Thomas, stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Seems straightforward, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like if you say to someone, just don't worry, you know, just don't do it. Right. <laughs> stop doubting and believe. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, sometimes when we read this, you know, when we read a story, we can't hear the tone. We can't hear um, the voice speaking these words. And so we read the tone into it. And sometimes we read this as harsh or maybe a corrective tone that Jesus takes with Thomas. But I don't think that's the case at all. The, the Jesus's actions in the story reveal that I think he has a different tone with, with Thomas. Um, he invites Thomas to approach him. Thomas had wanted to see Jesus's hands. And Jesus says, not only do I invite you to come see the scars and the wounds on my hands, I want you to come feel them. So uh, Jesus invites Thomas in and, and then he tells them, stop doubting 
and believe. I think of our girls. So we have two girls and uh, we have we have big emotions over here, like in every household. And sometimes over very small things like a lost toy or a piece of homework, um, we, we, we worry and the girls are worried and upset and stressed over it. And I've caught myself saying multiple times to them, you know, sweet girl, I know this feels really big right now, but just trust me, like you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to. And I feel like this is the tone that Jesus is taking with Thomas. He's saying, Thomas, you don't have to doubt anymore. You can stop doubting and believe. You know, Mm -hmm. I think many of us today can relate to uh, the position of Thomas. Like, Mm -hmm. I believe, I want to believe, but I think we find ourselves in seasons of doubt and question. Uh, Even those of us that have had had faith for some time in our lives, we find ourselves in seasons of doubting or questioning exactly who Jesus is or what we believe about him. You know, we have this powerful witness, the story um, of first century people experiencing a risen savior, uh, experiencing his presence. Uh, We know the story of Jesus' love as demonstrated on the cross and the way he interacted with people. And we have this understanding that God steps into the crisis and chaos um, with hope and healing in those moments. But to come to faith, it's kind of a lifelong journey to come to a deep sense Mm -hmm. of belief that is so rooted in us that it it motivates a a way of being, a way of living. Uh, It's a lifelong journey. You know, I first came to faith. I would say at about eight years old, I, I was very passionate about Jesus and this story of faith and God's work in the world. Uh, by nine years old, I was begging to be baptized, and I was. Um, but in my high school years, I, I fell away from that and started living in destructive ways. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on the backside of that. Um, when finally life came crashing down to the extent that I turned back to God, that I come, came to know his grace and his love in such profound ways that it was a new step in my faith. It was kind of my moment where, like Thomas, I had been doubting and living in, in other ways. And it was my moment of getting to experience Jesus in such a powerful way that it changed the course of my life. Um, so in our lives, as we as we face these doubts or these fears or the things that we might be facing, um, uh, Jesus shows up in unique and remarkable ways, like in Thomas's life, like he has in my life, like many of us could probably share stories of Jesus showing up in that moment. Yeah, whatever your story may be or our stories, um, I think we can all relate to having questions. Um, and having doubts at times and wondering. And, and I just want to say that questions are normal and good. It, it's good to, to be thinking and to ask those questions. It's important to, to actually verbalize them and to, to contemplate the questions that we have. And I don't know what questions you may be asking, uh, right now in your life. Maybe you're asking questions of faith right now. Like, who is? this Jesus? Um, Did he really raise from the dead? Am am I going to follow him? Um, Maybe in this pandemic, um, we've probably asked questions related to to the situation we're in right now. Like, where is God working in this crisis right now? And and how is he calling Mm -hmm. us to be a voice of love and to be a good neighbor 
um, in our situations right now. And I just want to say that it's okay to ask questions. In fact, it's good and it's normal. And uh, that it's really important to find safe spaces and safe people that we can talk to to process those questions and doubts with. Yeah, you know, there's this remarkable story of a man in that position mm -hmm. of desiring to believe, but unbelief in, it's in Mark, Mark chapter nine, and you can read it later, but uh, he's asking for his son to be healed. Mm -hmm. And he comes to Jesus and he says, um, but if you can do anything, speaking to Jesus, take pity on us and help mm -hmm. my boy, help him. And uh, Jesus says, if you can, like, that's a question. Can I help this uh, situation? Everything is possible uh, for one who believes, Jesus says. And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I love that. And I think I that's that. a remarkable juxtaposition mm -hmm. that I think many of us mm -hmm. find ourselves in. I do believe and I am leaning into faith. So we approach Jesus who invites us to into his presence saying, but help me with my unbelief. Help me lean further into faith. I, I love that story uh, because both of those things can coexist, belief and unbelief. Just like, you know, in our lives, even if we, we do believe, we will have questions and we will have doubts. And what do we do with those? What do we do with those? I think God, if he is really God, which I, I believe that he is, he can handle our questions and he can handle our doubts. And God wants us to go to him with our questions and our doubts, just mm -hmm. like Jesus invited Thomas to come to him and, and to put his hand on, on his hands saying, come, come to me and bring your questions and bring your doubts. And God wants us to be authentic and real with him. Just um, telling him exactly what we're thinking and what we're feeling. And it's really cool to look at scripture and to see how God has been revealing himself to humanity for centuries through the prophets and through scripture and, and through Jesus and, and through the Holy Spirit. God continually reveals himself to us. And when Jesus was here on earth uh, as, as a human, he taught his disciples to pray because he wanted his disciples to approach God. He wanted us to pray and approach him. There's this, there's one verse that I want to share with you. I love this verse. It's found in Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. Um, it says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let's approach the throne of God with confidence because we know that this is a God of love. We know that this is a God of relationship. This is a God who wants us to approach him. And when we approach him, we'll find, we'll find mercy and grace for our time of need. I think it's fair to say that many of us, maybe most of us in this season, uh, both of our faith mm -hmm. and with this world crisis that we're facing, we have a lot of questions, but both from the story of Thomas and the man asking for mm -hmm. healing for his son, we see this in common. We are invited with our questions, with our doubts, with our concerns to lean in 
That is to approach the feet of Jesus with the things that we question and the things that we need and also lean in in community. Uh, that mm. is to uh, invite other people into these conversations, to ask these questions of trusted friends, of people in our faith community. We encourage you in this season with any doubts or fears that might exist mm. in life, with any questions that may exist, uh, that we lean in to a God that is faithful, that shows up in the midst of all that. I love that. Let's pray together. Dear God, we just thank you for being a God of love. We thank you for being a God of relationship who wants us to approach. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, Lord, and his uh, desire to be with us. God, we ask that you would help us to lean into you in this season. Lord, that you would help us to bring our questions to you and our doubts to you. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to be still enough to listen to what you have to say. And, and God, we just invite you to speak into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So each week we've been uh, posting a song that we can kind of worship together with um, that relates to mm -hmm. the words of Jesus. And in this case, um, Jamie's going to pull up for us, uh, post for us a song called This I Believe, um, The Creed, and it's by Hillsong. And it's written out of a creed, the early church trying to put into words what is at the core of Christian belief, of belief mm -hmm. in Jesus. And um, I hope you're blessed by this song. Um, it kind of assumes belief. Not all of us will be in the mm -hmm. same place as we uh, explore this song together. However, um, I think it's a beautiful benchmark to consider what do I believe and what are some of those core beliefs um, in Christian faith. Hey, friends, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we feel blessed to be here with you. Uh, know that we love you and we're here for you. You guys are awesome. We hope you have a good week. Blessings.